Hi, I'm Val Hart in San Antonio, Texas, founder of Val Hart and Friends at ValHart.com. Welcome to The Real Dr. Doolittle Show, the show for animals and the people who love them. I've been called a real-life Dr. Doolittle many times in my career as an expert animal communicator, behaviorist, pet psychic, and master healer. My mission and passion is to improve the lives of animals the world over by helping humans learn how to speak their language, how to understand their viewpoints, and heal. After all, our love of animals helps us be better humans, and the more balanced and healthy we are, the more balanced and healthy they can be, too. Be sure and look for my CDs on iTunes. And to find out more about my work and to receive your free Quick Start Animal Talk course, just go to my website at valhart.com. While you're there for a limited time, you can also apply for a complimentary Happy Animal Assessment Session. And if you want to learn how to be your own Dr. Doolittle, check out the world's first complete animal communication made easy system available now on my website at valhart.com. Thank you and enjoy the show. Hi, this is Val Hart, the real Dr. Doolittle, and today I'm talking with Dr. Bill Miller. He is an animal ophthalmologist whose current research includes corneal physiology and corneal wound healing, and he's also the PR spokesperson for ACVO, the American College of Veterinary Ophthalmologists. Guide dogs, handicapped assistance dogs, detection dogs, search and rescue dogs, they all selflessly serve the public. So, for the month of May 2012, and hopefully, and every year from hereafter, the American College of Veterinary Ophthalmologists, also called ACVO, is launching the fifth annual ACVO Marial National Service Dog Eye Exam event to help serve these dogs and other service animals who dedicate their lives to serving the public. More than 200 board-certified veterinary ophthalmologists throughout the U.S. as well as Canada and Puerto Rico will be providing free sight-saving eye exams to thousands of eligible service animals. Registration for service animal owners and handlers begins April the 1st, 2012. And to, do, to register, you can go to www.acvoiexam.org a-C-V-O-E-Y-E-E-X-A-M dot O-R-G. Since the program launched in 2008, more than 10,500 service animals have been examined. And in addition to dogs, other service animals, including horses and even a service donkey named Henry, have received free sight-saving eye exams. Welcome to the show, Dr. Bill. Thank you, Val. I'm, I'm really excited to hear about this. You know, I have a miniature schnauzer He's not so miniature. He's about 30 pounds. <laughs> He's a, my almost three-year-old puppy. Um, when he was little, I was really in, in, occasionally concerned about his vision. He would run into things <laughs> that I would think he should be able to see. Um, and sometimes he didn't like to go into darker places. So I'm really interested in finding out more about uh, you know, vision and what to watch out for and how do you know if you got a sight problem. So I'm really interested in the topic and I love what y'all are doing. So tell us some more about uh, what what's going on. So I know we're in the registration period now. Um, when does that conclude or, or how long do they have to get in? Well, we'd like to have everybody registered by the end of April. Uh, we try to do all the eye exams in, uh, during the month of May 
course, okay. most veterinary ophthalmologists will look at service dogs any time during the year, but uh, we'd like right. to have it all done by the end of, uh, end of May so we can uh, uh, add that information to our database. Got it. Great. Okay, that's really good to know. And again, let's give give people the website again, just in case they want to jump on and do that right now. It's acvoeyeexam.org. So what are the warning signs that a dog may have an eyesight problem? Well, they're they're pretty much what you would expect, Val. Uh, You may see a dog run into things. You may see a dog (laughs) not seeing well in, in, in dim light. Of course, if your dog's as clumsy as I am from time to time, I run into stuff all the time. So it's true. I may have to have my eyes examined. Exactly. Uh, Move it, over, it Fido. Be, let me <laughs> put me on the table. Uh, okay. It may be something as, as innocuous as just a red eye or discharge okay. uh, from the eye or holding the eye closed. Uh, as I tell my owners, you know, you're never wrong if you have any suspicion whatsoever to uh, uh, bring the animal in for for the eye exam because unfortunately with a nonverbal patient many times uh, eye problems are are far in advance before we we see them because you know as long as an animal can still see out of one eye they're pretty happy and healthy and don't complain very much unlike Mm -hmm. their human counterparts often do. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, true. Okay, so redness, discharge, holding the eye closed, um, if you suspect any problem at all, um, go ahead and get it checked out. It would be really important. Yeah, I know. You know, I know in my work. Uh, you know, I'm an animal communicator. I, I'm, I'm, I'm a vet. You know, I'm a, I'm a pet whisperer. So mm-hmm. uh, they they can, in fact, tell us. You know, often they'll tell me they're light sensitive or they've got a headache or they something you, you know is bothering them or every time they blink it feels like it's scratching their eye. You know, or something. Um, but you, you just never quite know, and like you said, if you can't hear them, then give them the benefit of the doubt and get them checked out if you have any question, right? Well, okay. I, 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 I tell clients all the time, you're never wrong to call, and we're always interested. I'd rather you come in a 100 times and it be nothing than not come in that one time and it be something we should have seen that pup for. Yes, and now we've got a blindness, you know, or, yeah. or they've lost their vision. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do, do they have things like retinal tears or detachments? They do. Uh, ah. There's retinal tears, retinal detachments, essentially all the same problems that are that we as humans uh, can get in our eyes. Our animal counterparts can do the same. Mm, interesting. Wow. Um, so what should an owner do if they think their dog has an eyesight problem? Just give well, a call and first... take them in or... Well, I think the first thing to do is, is call your primary veterinary care provider. Mm-hmm. Uh, as, as an ophthalmologist, I only look at the eyes. Matter of fact, I tell clients all the time, my own animals, and this is this is the truth, see a regular veterinarian. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I haven't done general practice or, or primary health care practice in 26 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the first step is if you suspect an eye problem is to take them to your veterinarian. And then if your veterinarian uh, can't diagnose the problem or is, has more concern, then they'll probably refer you to an ophthalmologist. Okay. Got it. All right. So that's the first step. So once you notice that something seems to be wrong or might be wrong, you're suspicious, um, get them into your primary vet and if they do think we need a specialist, and they contact someone like you, that you get a referral. That's okay. exactly right. Okay. 
Um, so how does someone who has a service dog participate in the ACVO um, event? How, how do they participate? Well, it's very simple. Uh, just what you said before, all they have to do is go to the website, the www.acvoeyeexam.org website, mm-hmm. and they can register. And on that, they'll find all the information for the ACVO Mariel Service Dog Eye Exam uh, program, uh, which dogs qualify, because not all service dogs qualify. We have to have some restrictions, and and I'll explain that in a minute. Okay. Uh, And they can also, once they they register, they will be uh, guided to a link where they can find a participating ophthalmologist in their area to provide that exam for them. Oh, cool. Okay. So um, so what are the restrictions? Well, one of our goals in this is to actually develop a database that we can proactively help these service dogs in the future. Mm-hmm. For example, we don't know how, say, uh, drug detection dogs over their lifespan, how doing their job affects their eyes. Mm. Uh, conversely, we know that there were some dogs that were involved in the 9-11 attack that suffered some eye problems, but yeah. we don't know if any of those eye problems were pre-existing. So what we did was we had to put some restrictions, and our restrictions are these are are listed on the website of which dogs qualify and which dogs don't, so you can go to the website and find that out. But it's primarily to uh, provide us, the restrictions are primary to provide us with a database so that we can use that information to help dogs in the future and maybe prevent some eye problems. Okay. Anything interesting that you've discovered so far, um, interesting stories or unusual, something you might not have expected? Oh, yeah. The the very first year we did this, uh had a delightful guide dog named Quest come in. And his owner really hadn't noticed much of a problem, maybe a little bit of questionable when he turned to the left. And so this was the last dog of the day I had to look at. And, you know, everything had been normal up to that point. Well, I looked mm-hmm. in Quest's eye, and in his right eye, he had a very rare optic nerve tumor, a mm. tumor on his optic nerve. Mm. And, you know, it was it was pretty distressing because mm-hmm. this dramatically involved uh, affects this dog's ability to help his owner. Yes. And so what we were able to do is, with the help of Mariel, who uh, is a great company because they have no eye products, but they, they, as a pharmaceutical company in the veterinary industry, they saw the, the need for these exams and are helping us to provide them. Mm-hmm. They provided some expertise and some care, and we were able to treat that dog's tumor and keep that dog in service for over an, for an extra year. Wow. And and as a result, uh, the owner was able to then, as, as Quest no longer could do his job, he was able to transition to another dog. Mm. But the value there is, is, you know, we kept Quest and his owner together for an extra year, mm-hmm. but we were able to keep Quest in service for an extra year, and, and consequently that provided another service dog to a visually handicapped person. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I could just feel... To I mean a, a service dog who's giving their life to serve their person in such a powerful way, you know, such an all-encompassing way that makes their their person's life livable, you know, manageable. Yes. Um, 
and and that is their purpose here. I mean, that is the reason they're here. Um, and then for them to come in and you know and, and have this problem and all of a sudden be thrown out to pasture so in in effect, you know, it's like okay, now not only are you suffering, but you can't do your job anymore. I, yeah. I just think that would be really really hard. Not not just for the person, but for the dog. Oh, you know, these that, dogs that's are their so life. dedicated. These yeah. dogs are so dedicated. Yeah. And, you know, some of the interesting things we found is, is I got to meet some of the most interesting dogs in the country. Mm-hmm. For uh, Another example is a skipper key. Oh. A little bitty black dog. Mm-hmm. This dog is the is the leading forensic cadaver dog in the country. Really? Wow, has I didn't found, know that. Has, okay. has found, uh, you know, bodies and horrible things like body parts that mm-hmm. people have tried to get rid of and, and has been instrumental in solving a number of, of crimes. Wow. Uh, and just a delightful dog. You wouldn't figure a dog this pleasant and this nice to be around that has such a uh, <laughs> gruesome job. Yeah. Well, I'm sure that from from the dog's perspective, it's not so gruesome. It's it's interesting. <laughs> no, it, it, it's, just a way to, it's just a way to get that tennis ball. That's what they're exactly. <laughs> Give me more body parts. I just want yeah. the ball. <laughs> yeah, forget the forget the parts. Just give me the ball. All right, I found the parts. Skip the body. Yeah, we. Oh, that's that's wonderful. I love that. Oh, gosh, oh, that's great. Well, it's interesting too because, like you said, the nose. You know, dogs get so much information from their nose, from their scent. You know. Yes, they do. Um, and then here they are. You know, we're talking about vision. So if a dog does lose their sight. Or goes blind in one eye, or something like that. Um, what uh, what would then what then what happens to them? I mean, how do uh, they recover? They learn how to live. I mean, what how how is that process? Well, many times if we catch the eye problems early enough, we can either correct the problem and maintain sight and maintain vision. But let's say the worst case scenario. Let's say a dog does lose vision in one eye. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, or lose vision in both eyes. Mm-hmm. The the amazing thing about dogs is is they don't feel sorry for themselves. They don't know that they're supposed to be visual all their lives. As far mm-hmm. as they know, it's a normal part of being a dog. Mm-hmm. And and they just go about as long as they're un, not uncomfortable. They just mm-hmm. go about their business. It's it's a, we could learn a lot from our dogs as far as just accepting life and enjoying life as we have it versus the it, want, having life as we want it. Mm. Oh, what a great thing to yeah. Oh, that sounds like a, a profound wisdom. Yeah, go right on the bathroom wall somewhere. Yeah, I think so too. Let's put it in a fortune cookie. Accept life, you know. Deal with it. Cope. Um, keep going. Life is rich, even if you lose one sense. You know, uh, we yeah. have other senses. You yeah, bet. you bet. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. Can you tell us any other fun stories? I, I know the one about Henry uh, got me. Uh, I thought that was wonderful. So, and there are uh, therapy horses and therapy donkeys. I don't know if they're therapy cats or not. <laughs> I see therapy lap cats. I don't know. Uh, uh, if, a if, rare they're like my, if they're like my cats, their therapy is making sure you serve them properly. That's correct. <laughs> their service to humanity. That's right. <laughs> Keep us in line. That's right. Oh, there's there's tons of great stories, not so much for service dogs, but let me tell you this one story because okay. if I can keep from crying. Um, 
I had a client come in one time, and his his 17-year-old dog had cataracts. Mm. And he'd had cataracts for three years. And and he told me, he says, you know, I planned to do the surgery, but my wife died three years ago, and I was so involved in that Mm. that it was tough. And and, Mm. and I'm just now to the point where I'm really able to deal with that. So he brought his dog in. The dog fortunately turned out to be a good candidate for surgery. Mm. Okay. And so we did the surgery. And long story short, every morning his wife used to fuss at him because he would sit at the breakfast table, read the paper, drink his coffee, Mm-hmm. And the dog would take a tennis ball and push it up into his hand until he would kind of take it from the dog and absentmindedly <laughs> throw it. And his wife busted him every day for that. Huh. Well, two weeks after the surgery, he was sitting there, minding his own business, reading the paper, drinking his coffee. And for the first time in three years, he felt a tennis ball. Oh. Oh, my goodness. Oh, well, that made me cry. Mm. Wow. I love that. <clears throat> so And I'm I'm betting it didn't take him long to, to play ball. No, he uh excuse me. <clears throat> he is a great guy, a great client and uh Yeah. He uh he passed away recently. Oh I'm sorry. Mm. Yeah. <clears throat> but anyway, as he said, you know, for that moment. I had my wife back. Mm. Ah. Wow. Mm. Ah. All right. Hopefully next time. Ah. Yeah, yeah. Sorry sorry about that. Yeah. No, that's wonderful. Uh, Yeah, this just shows the power, you know, of how how much, I don't want to say this, how close and near and dear they get to our hearts. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> and how much they do serve us in so many different ways. We don't even realize it until they're gone or until it's until they've lost their vision or they have to have a surgery that, you know, who knows how much longer they'll be here, you know. Yeah. Mm. So, you know, and, and, and that's just, you know, one example of dogs who are not necessarily, quote, unquote, service dogs, but serving us in so many ways and, yeah. You know, to get back to our service dog issue, the uh I think that's one of the reasons why Mary L decided to partner with the ACVO to provide these exams uh to all these service dogs across the country because you you may not think these service dogs serve you, but how many times do you go through an airport and there's a there's a bomb detection dog or right. how many times do you hear of a uh, of a disaster? And uh, the search and rescue dogs are get called in to to come help save lives, mm-hmm. and it's and it's those animals uh, that uh, that we want to make sure are at the height of their ability so that they're not compromised and can fortunately mm-hmm. help us in the future. Yes, yeah. Ah, <sighs> so I know um, a lot of ophthalmologists are participating. Yes. Um, around the country, you said um, Puerto Rico, Canada, the United States. Um, I'd sure love to see this program expand around the world. Um, how, how's it going? Are more and more people coming on board, or um, how many vets do we have doing this now? Well, there's over 200 veterinary ophthalmologists across the United States, Puerto Rico, and Canada, 
And and to answer your question, yes, we do have plans to expand this worldwide. We have board certified ophthalmologists in in uh, Europe and Australia and, and Asia who would like to participate. The the cool. problem comes in just you know finding the funds. You wouldn't think a free program costs so much to to mm. do, but it, it's it's incredibly uh, intensive. Not just uh, just for the infrastructure. Uh, unfortunately, all the ophthalmologists are volunteering their time. Yeah. Uh, and and we would like to examine all the service dogs out there across mm-hmm. the country, the, mm-hmm. not only yeah. for the individual animal, but to, for that database. That's one of the things that we're uh, looking so that you know we can make good recommendations to these patients on how they are these owners how they can protect their dog's eyes in the future. Right. Well, you know, and that's a really good uh, question too. I hadn't thought to ask is how how does the the animal owner or pet parent how do we watch out for our animals' health? I mean, are there things that we can do to like preventive care or um, anything we can do at home? Um, well, as as you know, I'm a I'm a huge believer in good primary veterinary care. Sure. Uh, and good preventive care, and I think that's number one. Okay. Uh, and then if you see an eye problem or you suspect an eye problem or you're just concerned about an eye problem, contact your veterinarian okay. sooner rather than later. Right, don't uh, put it off. Okay. Because most eye problems, you know, hours or days can make the difference between successful and, and easy resolution of a problem versus complicated uh, treatment or not being able to solve the problem. Mm. Yeah, it's a good reminder. So many of us, I know, we're busy. You know, we, we oh, think, sure. well, it'll work its way out. You know, it'll it'll if it's still there tomorrow, we'll look at it again. You know, um, but yeah, so so take action if you have any any question, take action. And I think your point about just you know listening to what your dog's trying to tell you is is probably key there. Yeah. Yes. Uh, because you know that the truth is they do know if they're having a problem, if they just lost a chunk of their vision, <clears throat> you know, they can no longer see that area of their, that field, you know, um, or things are fuzzy or their right eye just went dark, you know, they, they can only now see with the left. They know that. They could tell you. You bet. You know, they can tell you. Uh, if they Are they hurting? Uh, is there an ache behind the eye or, you know, um, does the light hurt their eye? All that kind of stuff. I um, I had a retinal surgery, a complete detachment and tearing, um, mm-hmm. a couple of years ago. So I'm I'm intimately familiar <laughs> with eye problems um, uh, from all the wrong, you know, <laughs> all the wrong direction. There, uh, I'd much rather read about it uh, than experience it for myself. But you know, our animals go through that too, um, yes, and they they do. they do know if you just know how to listen, they can tell you. So, yeah. It's, um, it's, it's interesting you mentioned that. Matter of fact, I had a client just this past week. Dog presented to me for sudden loss of vision, and it had mm. retinal detachments in both eyes. Oh wow! Ouch. And uh, I sent it to a colleague of mine who does retinal reattachment surgery. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know the prognosis is really pretty good for restoring vision to this pup. That's amazing. That's just amazing. Mm. So the things that y'all can do, I just I so respect what y'all do. Thank you, Dr. Bill, for your wonderful work and for helping our animals keep their vision. 
Can you tell us one more fun story? Maybe one that won't make us cry. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that'd, that'd be a good idea. Okay. Uh, uh. Um, let's see here. Oh, there's, there's so many. Um, I have... Uh, I've I've got so many wonderful animals and clients that come in. One one fun story is happened last year. Uh it was one of these diabetic uh, detection dogs. And and this this child uh is belong, the the dog serves a 12-year-old girl mm. who um is an avid soccer player. Matter of fact, she's she's well respected in the soccer world around mm-hmm. here locally. Cool. And she was in the middle of a game, dogs on the sidelines, runs out, stands beside her, stops her from playing. Mm. Oh, and she started to get angry at the dog. And, of course, sure. fortunately, her mom was standing there and walked <laughs> out there, checked her blood glucose, mm-hmm. and it was low. Matter Oof. of fact, it was it was almost to the point where she was about to have problems. Wow. Now, how's that dog determine that standing 60 feet away? Wow. But he did. Yes. Ooh. Oh, that's impressive. I've got chill bumps. Oh, yes. Woo. That's amazing. Isn't that amazing? Oh, it oh, amazes yeah. me every time I tell the story. I just, that's just, it's astounding what they can do and what they know. Mm. I love that. Well, And I hope that um, his person, the girl, gave him enough kudos and treats for that one because that was extraordinary. Yeah. Well, I, I think the mom did. I think a 12-year-old girl is just wonder, worried about how she looks in front of all her friends out there <laughs> playing soccer when her dog stops to play. I'm so embarrassed. <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> you made me look bad. Oh, exactly well, right. thank God you're still alive. You can't. T- yeah. You're still alive to look bad. Yes, that's a good thing. Oh, that's too funny. I love it. That's great. I, I, I can imagine, too, the, the, the people who are watching, you know, what an amazing demonstration and a wake-up call, you know, kind of for for everyone who was a part of that, as to the power of our, our of a service dog, you know, and, and what they can actually do, what they do. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and as a matter of fact, that particular instance, there's a, a local breeder I work with that has a number of dogs that they train for the diabetic assistance program. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think they noticed uh, a number of donations come to them because of that particular instance. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Mm, thank you, Dr. Bill. Oh, I could hear more stories, I know, and I'm looking at our time, and we probably should go ahead and say it to you. Um, so let's remind folks, uh, what, what do we want them to do? We want them, if they know of um, a service dog, if they have a service dog, or not just a service dog, but any therapy animal, right? That's right. Um, yeah. Uh, we want them to go to acvoiexam.org to register, find out more um, information, to get their link to a participating vet, and have their animal checked out. Anything else? Well, I think that's got it, Val. And, and right. you know, if you know of a service dog, if you know police dogs that are out there, right. we want to right. check those. We want to check yeah. our uh, our detection dogs, our, our standard service dogs, and all those animals that qualify are listed on the website. Right. And we just look forward to seeing as many of these dogs this year as we can. Yes, I'm. I'm looking forward to hearing how many get to participate this year. And again, the time frame. 
Uh, right now it's the middle of April, um, so um, get on with it. You have through the end of April, I think, to register, That's and then uh, the the exams actually will be in May. Um, and hopefully next year as well. Um, but if you notice a problem with your, your animal's vision, if you even suspect a problem, um, cloudiness, redness, um, squinting, um, anything that makes you think something's up, uh, discharge, uh, any of that, um, get them checked out. Do, do, the, do your best friend a favor. Be, be their best friend and get them checked out. Yeah? That's right, Val, and, and we appreciate you getting the word out for us uh, for the ACVO Mariel Service Dog Eye Project because without people like you and the service you're providing, we we would not be able to serve near as many animals as we have been able to. Yeah, well, I'm delighted to support a very worthy cause. All right, so I'll let you go on about your day, and I thank you so much for the stories and the tears and the laugh. Well, thank <laughs> you, Val. You're welcome. Thank you. All right. We'll talk okay. to you later. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye. Thanks for listening to the show. For more information or to listen to other podcasts, go to valhart.com forward slash blog. And if you're someone who values a non-invasive holistic solution to resolving problems with your dogs, cats, and horses, and you want better behaved, healthier, and happier animals, just go to my website at valhart.com to apply for a complimentary happy animal assessment session. And be sure and remember to look for my CDs on iTunes. Learning how to talk with animals is fun and will change your life. So while you're there at my site, get my free Quick Start Animal Talk course and check out the world's first complete animal communication made easy system. May the love of animals bless you, teach you, inspire you, heal you and reconnect you to the circle of life. Mm-hmm.